Hello, welcome 86, giving a shit, all things restaurant by a guy who does not work at a restaurant, nor has he ever, anything I say is completely made up, and it doesn't exist, because for it to exist, it'd have to be pretty fucking crazy. Anyway, phrasing is very important in life, and especially in the hospitality industry. It's how you say things, is how you want to come off, and how you want to express the message or the information that you have. It's very important how you deliver that message. So, for example... If you're a hotshot new line cook that just got promoted to the fish station and you walk into that fridge on your second day of fish and you don't see the bag of salmon already pre-portioned, nice and done for you by the prep cooks in the morning in the same spot that it was yesterday, you automatically think, oh shit, chef forgot to order salmon. We don't, we don't got any more salmon. That's it. Little did you know, there's 40 pounds of salmon right underneath on the bottom shelf that is not filleted. There's salmon that is filleted, pre-portioned, just not in the bag, and you're an idiot. But if you come out, out of the fridge, and the chef is, you know, across the way there, and you scream at the top of your fucking little lungs, Hey, chef, 86 salmon! And the server runs by, one particularly maybe doesn't like the chef. Now she's, now the server's telling in front of the house management. Now front of the house management is telling corporate. Now corporate is texting me asking me why I'm out of salmon at 4 p.m. on a Tuesday when I am not even close. I wish I was, but I don't have too much salmon. So when you say that there isn't something there, like we don't have any more of this, there's a huge difference than I don't see any more of this. Hey, chef, I don't see any salmon in there. Where is it? Is it moved? Or just stop at that. Okay, I was training for this restaurant job once on the back of the house. I was in the kitchen, but, um, you know, I was sitting out front because I had to do some reading and some kind of bullshit, like books and questions and stuff. So I'm sitting there, and I'm doing my thing, filling out my stuff, and I see a frantic, one of those, like, hot shot servers. This is in Orlando, Florida, okay, so he doesn't really get too busy down there because it's not near Disney World. One of these, like, fancy pants servers running around and saying, 86 club soda. 86, 86 in the restaurant industry means when you're out of something, you say 86, okay? I don't know exactly where it comes from. I'm pretty sure Prohibition, maybe the Navy, whatever. 86 club soda, she says. Meanwhile, the restaurant where I, I was has soda guns, meaning, like, they have the things that you have in McDonald's that you, like, fill up your sodas with and you can get refills and whatever. The restaurant I work in, or that I don't work in, rather, in New York City, doesn't have those. We don't have any tap systems. We don't have any soda guns. We do everything out of bottles. We don't have any draft beer. It's all bottled beer if you want it. But we do mostly want which is why we don't have these things, because they're pain in the ass to clean, and pain in the ass to maintain, and it's we make so much money, it's better just to get bottles. So, this is not the case in Florida, where they have the soda on the gun or on the machine. So 86 club soda, she says. So I walk over to the soda machine and I pour myself a Coke. And as soon as that Coke comes out nice and fizzy, I immediately find the manager and I say that one of your hotshot servers is running around saying 86 club soda. And the manager looks at me and he goes, yeah, because we are, we don't have any more club soda. And I was like, how is that possible? You don't have any more club soda. He's like, well, the thing, the little spigot to the club soda because the club soda on the, on, the, on the stuff is usually like a small little spigot that's next to one of the regular sodas or next to the water because all the machine does is mix this um, corn syrup with flavoring with seltzer or club soda to make Coke, to make Sprite 
So all you need to do is unhook one of the bibs, which are these syrupy things from said club soda, and then just hit the Coke. Nothing will come out in terms of flavor except for seltzer. You're not 86 club soda. You are never, unless you're out of gas, like out of CO2, you are never 86 club soda. And any guest that knows this, that someone says to them, 86 club soda, and the server next to him walks by with a fresh brewed thing of nice sparkling Pepsi, he's going to be like, you guys are fucking idiots. What the fuck is wrong with you? Sure enough, I explained to the manager how this could be done, and he was very, very thankful, and he could, he was, he was like, I can't believe I didn't think of that, oh my god, and I was like, how many times have you been out of club soda? He's like, no, this is the first, I promise you, I don't think it was. So there's a difference between saying, we don't have it, and I don't see it. Please remember that, and that's in, that's in life in general, you know what I mean? You can't declare something that, like, like you're out of something, because if the chef, God forbid, the chef goes into the fridge and he finds these things that you're not looking, that you really don't have, apparently, your ass is grass, like you're fucking dead. Just say, I don't see it. Then the chef will be like, okay, well, I know it's there. It's on the third shelf behind those fucking edamames, you know? <clears throat> so that was cool. Um, and another thing is don't touch stuff that isn't yours, okay? Unless you're ready for an adventure. This comes from me, to me, to you guys, actually, via story that I heard that happened to me the other day. Well, actually, it happened to someone else, but I got to be a witness. So I walk in, and I'm going in. I usually don't stop by the, the downstairs office. There's two offices where I work, and I just go right up to the top office where I park my unicycle, I change my pants, you know, you know, whatever, I do my things, I switch my pockets, you know, dot my eyes, cross my T's, and then I go back downstairs. I wish, I only wish I would stop down the, the bottom office first, but I went right upstairs, I open the door, dim lights, all the lights are off, and in sits Boy Wonder, and Boy Wonder's sitting there, and he kind of looks like his demeanor is that of, like, droopy dog, you know, hello, hello you happy people, you know, that, that fucking thing. He's like really, really down in the dumps. And I was like, hey, man, what's going on? He's sitting here in the dark. He's got a half of espresso like filled. So it means he drank half of it. It's weird. Like, he's never like this. And I was like, you okay? He's like, oh, very mopey. Like, I'm having kind of a day. And I was like, what? I'm having a rough day. I'm having a rough day. What happened? You, are you hurt? He's like, no, I'm not hurt. And then, like, I really, really felt bad for him. Like, I felt like he was really going through some shit. So I asked him, I was like, did you lose someone in your family? He's like, no, no, it's nothing like that. And it's nothing you did. And of course he threw that last part in there because obviously even if I was off for the past two days and someone's having a rough day on the day I came back when I first walked in the building and had no one to chance to talk to anybody yet, it would be my fault. And I would apologize and everything would be fine because I usually don't get in trouble. Anyway, I was like, well, I'm glad I didn't do it, but uh, are you sure you're crazy? Yeah, I'm fine. So I go downstairs and Jamie Jam and Scotty are sitting there and they're fucking giggling. Well, Jamie Jam's giggling. Scotty's kind of like, like like the, the fatherly like SMH shake my head type of look on his face. And what Jamie's like couldn't couldn't contain himself. I was like, what's going on? And he's like, this fucking guy. So so let me let me give you a little backstory about uh, Wonder Boy Wonder. Boy Wonder is good at his job. He's very good with numbers and he's very good with um, uh, computer stuff. He's also very good with like playing the game, you know, like Game of Power. But what he's not good with is, is sweets. He likes sweets, you know. And the man likes his. Who doesn't? Fuck you if you don't like sweets. Go fuck yourself, you know. So what happened was the reservationist had this chocolate bar in her drawer that David wanted a part of because I guess he saw it or he knew about it and she told him sure go grab it what she didn't tell him is that that chocolate bar had 600 milligrams of cannabinoids in it THC and Boy Wonder doesn't even drink he doesn't so much as like look at a joint he doesn't smoke ever he doesn't do anything the guy takes the candy bar takes a bite of it realizes that there's blood in the candy bar spits it out throws it in the trash but not before he could ingest some and by the time I got there, he was high as a kite. 
but it wasn't even like that like, like enjoyable high it was that like that, that angry high like you can't even move he's like I don't know how I'm gonna get home and the edibles they last a while this fucking dude was like blitzed out of his face obviously we make fun of him every day now and so it was funny but like <clears throat> it was fucking hilarious because I wish I only wish I had stopped down the the, the bottom the bottom floor office first because then they would have told me about it who's waiting for me upstairs and I would have you know made my approach into the upstairs office a lot more different like I wouldn't have just opened the door casually and like rolled my unicycle in I would have pounded on the door like I was the police saying that I have the regional director on the phone and he's asking me why the fuck it smells like weed in there and meanwhile it doesn't because he ate the weed he didn't even smoke it but he would definitely be paranoid as fuck fuck the creep the shit out of him you know what I mean so since then, I thought about maybe we could do something called Skittles Roulette. And I think uh, Buble helped me come up with this 100%. So Skittles Roulette involves a jar, a glass jar, with a bunch of different candies in it. So you buy like Swedish Fish, you buy Nerds, you buy fucking Skittles, Starburst, whatever you want, and you throw them in there. But with those candies, you throw in 5 to 10 gummies. And it would be best if the gummies are in different like strengths. So like I have a gummy right now. That's uh, an edible. It's 400 milligrams for one, and it's like this tiny little fucker. He's about the, they're about the size of like the the bubblegum dots, right? It's called Pineapple Express. It's 400 milligrams for one gummy. Like if somebody eats that one, like I couldn't go to work on that. Like it's fucking it's rough. So you throw five to ten of those in there, and then you just have at it. You know the people. Everyone knows. Everyone who's playing has to know what's going on, so nobody sues anyone. But then you kind of go, and um. You know, Skittles Roulette, see who gets it. <laughs> Speaking of which, there's a cool story. You know, how it only happens in the restaurant industry. This guy told me about it. Regional regional manager, like which is like your boss's boss kind of type of deal, was pissed off at the Saturday Night Live production crew and the and the acting crew that they were at this restaurant and they weren't spending enough money for them to be to to, to remain open. So I guess he had his own agenda and he wanted to do things that night. But goddamn it, Dave Chappelle just had to stay and spend thousands of dollars at the restaurant. So now I'm here late. Dave Chappelle then lights up a cigarette. The guy snatches a cigarette out of Dave Chappelle's mouth. Dave Chappelle gets up and leaves. Long story short, the guy gets fired. Regional manager. Now, when you fire a manager, you usually take his keys, his ID card, and you have to change the combination to your safe. Because if not, the manager could easily walk in at any point, open the safe, take the money out, and leave. With no gunpoint, no nothing. Which is exactly what happened because they didn't change the safe clock. This guy gets coked up, as he normally does, goes into the fucking restaurant, opens the safe, takes 10 grand or 15 grand out, puts it in the back of his trunk, buys some more coke, gets a pistol, and goes for a joyride. I don't know exactly what he got pulled over for, but when he did get caught, he didn't go to jail and they didn't press charges because they were afraid of the negative publicity it would cause for the whole company to have their regional director during this to them after they fired him. So if he would have gotten away with it, like if he didn't get pulled over that day, he would have been completely fine. They would have just swept it under the rug, no problem. $10,000 for them is nothing. They're fucking, I can't believe that shit. It's crazy, right? Only only restaurant industry, this shit happens. And then lastly, but I saw somebody said that their train broke down, so they're here early. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, my train broke down, so I came in early. And I was like, how the fuck is that possible? Isn't that the other way around? You're doing something wrong here. 86 giving a shit, Shafinski out.